We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014, period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Jerry Jones could get uh, canceled for anything. Well, it's just, it was just ridiculous that in like I don't know. It was just like a crazy little story that like the WNBA team was going to get canceled, destroyed, completely gone because they were chartering flights. It's probably because the NBA like, was like, "Hey, you guys don't make enough money for that. Uh, please stop spending our money." Remember that like uh what I can't remember that college team, dude. When that Sandusky, was it Sandusky? Yeah, Penn State. It was Penn State. I mean, that dude yeah. was like raping boys. Like <laughs> and, <laughs> and like no the one, coaches knew. <laughs> no, yeah, the coach it was a huge scandal. I mean, it was huge. I mean, there was like multiple accusations, multiple victims. This guy was a converted pedophile and there's proof. And it was known that people in this establishment that worked there knew about it. And then they didn't say anything. No one was talking about like, yeah, we need to get rid of this uh, team here. No one brought that up. That wasn't even considered. We need to get rid of, we need to get rid of Penn state football. Yeah, I mean, what else are they going to do in fucking Pennsylvania? It's either Penn state or Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think most people in Philadelphia at this point in time would rather watch the Penn State, whatever they are, Tigers, I think, yeah. than you the got, Philadelphia Eagles. Like, yeah, you got like uh, NFL players that's like murdered people and came back and played, played in the league, won championships. No yeah. one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Probably one of the most recognizable faces in the NFL. <laughs> um, and nobody cares. He legitimately murdered somebody. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think there was a claim of self-defense. I think he just got away with it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember the details. It was a while ago, but it, I Ray mean, Lewis it's just, is a savage. I mean, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I'm, he, he, Ben Roethlisberger. Had, Kobe Bryant just had to change his number, win a few championships and no <laughs> one gave a fuck, dude. No. Like, <laughs> and, and people get mad at you for making Kobe Bryant jokes <laughs> now. Yeah, now, yeah. Women, now. women will get mad at you for making Kobe Bryant jokes now and be like, yeah, but it's so sad what happened. And it's like, yeah, he literally yeah. raped a chick, but whatever. Wait, you know, it's cool. It, it, like, it, it's weird, too, because, you know, like, this whole, like, woke thing, like, took over, you know? Yeah. And But it's only been around but, for, like, five or six, maybe seven years, whatever, max seven years. Yeah. So there's all these athletes and celebrities that's done, like, that, like horrible <laughs> things. Yeah. Horrible things. But it was before that time. So they're like grandfathered in, and well, and they time. settled. They settled. They they yeah. had already gotten caught, and they they settled their cases, so it never got brought up again. Yeah, and but like now, I mean, uh, like fucking what's his name? Weinstein. C- 
no well that's worse but ck lewis <laughs> that comedian yeah, where yeah, yeah. He, he did some weird shit but it was like yeah. he told asked women to like come watch him masturbate or some something weird like that i don't remember exactly but this dude got the wall thrown at him like oh, yeah, they yeah. they dumb. were trying to take him down he's still like kind of coming back from it but it but it was it's just crazy i haven't how, seen like, him in shit like Remember, because he was in that, he was in like a couple of shows and he had yeah. his fucking specials going and he's just fucking, he's gone. Like, I haven't heard yeah. him shit. Like, I, I know he's he, trying to come back, but yeah. I still haven't seen shit with him. I'd well, fucking go see that guy. Like, he's dude, hilarious. Especially him. Well, first off, he was fucking hilarious. And second off, like, just imagine how much better his comedy has gotten. <laughs> like, he has so much more self depreciating jokes to do. Yeah 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 well i think he was i think he's like in the alternative internet sphere now i think because he's with probably on fucking gab well he did uh um like skank fest he went there did some comedy there um i think he does his own like comedy scene but you have to go to like cklewiscomedy.com like (laughs) i think it's louis ck but louis ck whatever I just, it was bothering me. I was like, that's not right. Like, that's not that's right. right. Why isn't it right? And I had to think about it and it just popped in my head. It's not right because uh, it's wrong. <laughs> um, the other thing, well, another thing about the WNBA, just because we're all on the topic and athletes, you know, being pieces of shit and people not caring. Uh, Brittany Griner <laughs> being stuck in the <laughs> Russian prison. For bringing hash to Russia because she plays there half the or half the year or a quarter of the year, she plays in the Russian league, um, and everybody's like, she wouldn't even have to be in Russia if it wasn't for how low the WNBA pays their stars. And it's like I'm just sitting over here like I don't really I really don't give a shit. Like Brittany Griner beat the fuck out of her girlfriend, so like Brittany Brittany Weiner can fucking go sit in the russian jail for all i care i don't give a fuck i don't really like it's i don't care one way or the other that she beat the shit out of her girlfriend doesn't doesn't affect my life one way or the other but to sit there and say like oh she she shouldn't be in prison because it's just hash and it's russia and russia's bad right now and it's like uh if fucking some white like pick cole bees like cole beasley for instance if he went to goddamn i don't know uh france and wasn't vaccinated when he was supposed to be and then got thrown in prison they'd be like burn him at the stake i don't know like it's just like fucking retarded dude it's like she literally beat the fuck out of her girlfriend a couple years ago and they didn't say shit didn't say shit yeah like i mean for professional athlete that's like required for you yeah obviously criminal yeah um (laughs) and actually it's like cops you beat the fuck out of your girlfriend you still get away with it so well 40 percent of the time yeah that's only Um, for the accounted ones (laughs) uh dude but that is pretty it is pretty crazy like that to talk about bad timing to go yeah i know like you should have known I mean, the, the fucking, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's, that's pretty wild though. You think Joe Biden's like, just, just go ahead and kill her. Like do us a favor. Like the um, WNBA sucks. It makes it more interesting. 
I don't even think Joe Biden knows she's there. Knows. <laughs> All right, maybe the maybe the uh, the commissioner of the WNBA. They're like, can you can you guys kill her? Can we give you guys some money for that? Because it would make a lot of headlines if you did, and the WNBA That's would be true. bigger than ever. That this is bringing a lot of headlines to the WNBA yeah. and actual yeah. headlines that people actually kind of care about. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, bad publicity is good publicity. You know, maybe. But was it really just hash? Did she just have hash? Yeah, it was like it was like weed. It was like a weed hash. Uh, oh. And I don't know. Is it that illegal been, in I, Russia? I, apparently, I don't. I, don't, I really don't. fucking newcomer. <laughs> I I really didn't look into it that deeply because I really didn't care. But I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I call. I've been calling Br- Brittany Griner LeBronda James for fucking years. So like, <laughs> yeah. I just I just don't care. Did you? Did you see, so do you see Amy Schumer is going to host, what, I think it's the Oscars. Oh, is she? And so she did an interview and she's talking about how she's going to get President Zelensky to appear at the Oscars. And because there's, you know, she's like, oh, I need to do all these, like, I have this moment, but there's going to be a lot of eyes on us. Doubtful. There's going to be a lot of eyes on us. (laughs) and hasn't you know, it got like less and less ratings year after year yeah it's terrible well, this is this is what i'm saying dude if there's any way to get the american people to hate Zelensky, you have them show bring up him at the to oscars. the oscars bring <laughs> like, him to the oscars dude the amount of can you imagine like, in the middle of war like in the middle of being yeah. at war he He's shows playing. up in person in Hollywood at the Oscars. <laughs> I think she's trying to get him to Zoom call in in yeah. the middle of war. But it's just, it's like the American people here, like on both sides, left and right, hate celebrities. Like we're yeah. fucking sick and tired of these celebrities. Mm-hmm. And the past two years has only made it like much worse. Oh, yeah. Because much they just worse. showed how out of touch they are yes. with the general populace. Yes. How, how completely out of touch. So it's like they're trying, if you're trying to destroy Ukraine's chances, <laughs> like bring them to the Oscars because Amy Schumer, she's hated too. She's not very popular, at least on the internet, I will say. Internet people yeah. do not like Amy Schumer. They don't like celebrities. And now they're going yeah. to bring Zelensky, who's already, you know, kind of sketchy. Kind of and a too. fucking celebrity <laughs> like he literally had a whole show before becoming president about being president of ukraine it's so weird dude it's like they <laughs> it's like they took the playbook that like tr- what trump did yeah it's like we're gonna or he maybe he i don't know i don't really know how he became president yeah i'm assuming think- it's some sort of populist up like type thing maybe cia well, no, the, yeah i was like the united states funded it like yeah well he was elected and in the, what better way to, 18 i think yeah well yeah we took over or we basically took over in 2014 and then the the people of the ukraine didn't like the leader yeah and but I don't, they I mean, voted I don't in know. a comedian yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and, yeah i don't i don't know like come on I he's a fucking how... actor he's a fucking yeah. actor it's yeah and it's pretty weird i mean you saw that video where he like Zoom called into the Congress and he was talking about Yeah, and then they all got up and clapped at the same time. It was like, oh my god, dude, jack me off some more. Like, holy dude. hell. 
dude, this dude, like, I'm just saying, like, this Zelensky guy is kind of sketchy. Like, oh, he, he's definitely sketchy. Like, I don't know. There's something. Well, it's like it's like the shit. It's like the shit with Snowden. When you look at like his acting classes and like random shit that he did in excursions with the CIA, but ended up working with the NSA. And it was like maybe all along he was a fucking CIA plant and they wanted this to get out to make somebody look bad and da 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 da. da, You know what I mean? And it's like there's some sketchy shit. There's some sketchy shit with actors out there. There's some sketchy shit with actors out there yeah, yeah, and yeah. you shouldn't trust people that can change their personality so much so that people can believe that it's your real personality. Yeah. They're like the, that's the lizard person, man. Yeah. That's, that's literally what person. the lizard person is. Yeah. And so like, you know, like everything you know about spies, is they can make you believe whatever they want you to believe. And it's like, what do you fucking think an actor is? Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, they're not some of them aren't the brightest people, but they don't have to be bright as long as they can get you to do what they want you to do. Yeah. And there was that whole like, I think I sent it to you, but there was like that one guy that was instead of filming like Ukraine, he was like he went there and he filmed the media in Ukraine. And it's like, just yeah, that so, was a crazy, that yeah. was a crazy thread. Yeah, where he was just filming where the press was, what the press was doing. Yeah. And they're all like a bunch of stuff was like staged, like all this stuff, like all like yeah. he would show a street where like cars would be like these two cars are on fire. And that's where the press is all filming. But then you walk like down the road and then there's like yeah. nothing. It's completely and they fine. Look like prop cars then. Yeah, it was just so weird, dude. And it's like... Or the train station where they forced everybody into a small area and then he looks at the rest of the train station and it's like yeah. completely empty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? And then he talks about how uh, all, there is refugees that are coming yeah. in to... Uh, I think he was in Poland. Kiev. And... Well, the refugees were going to Poland. Yes. The first, the first part of the thread was him going from Poland to That's right. trying to get to Kiev. And he was showing where they were keeping the refugees. That's right. And then there was, but there, and there was like all these hotels, the nicer hotels were all booked out all booked for the up. press. Yeah. Cause all the press was taking them. And then all the like refugees were sleeping in the trains, dude. And, like, or, oh. or at like shitty hostels and all yeah. the press from all the foreign nations were staying at the nice ass hotels or just regular hotels. And, and it's, it's like, a, how it's fucked a, up is that? It's all, yeah, dude, it's all stage. I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm not saying that, like, the whole war is staged. No. Well, maybe. But, maybe. <laughs> but no. Dude, like, I don't know. Some of these like, videos. Everything like, that you see from the media, that they're trying to obviously show an agenda. Yes. And it's like, so they're only going to show you, The like, media whatever. shit is staged, and I don't believe the fucking war is staged. But, man, like, I get we live in the 21st century. I don't think there's been enough videos for the fact that we live in a 21st century and the people in Kiev and shit like that are very up to date technologically. Like I don't, I just don't feel like we're getting enough decentralized media. I think it's super fucking weird. Um, And the videos that we do see is fucking, you know, anti-air fucking rockets taking out um, goddamn helicopters and like perfect picture view uh all it's always the way pro, through, uh not pro it's always, always pro, pro ukraine. ukraine and it's not even like a person like every person i've ever watched anything that recorded anything through a camera that was action-based they're always either behind something that's going or 
you know, totally forget that they're watching through the camera and move the camera. It's like all the fucking fight videos, you know, yeah. that you'd see in high school. They'd be like, they'd be like recording in front of their faces and then the fight goes to the right and they're still, their hands are still in the same place, but they watched it with their head and they're like, oh shit. And then yeah, move yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are you going to be like, all right, he's about to shoot an anti-tank or an anti-aircraft round and then follow it all the way perfectly to the fucking aircraft and then follow the aircraft all the way down. Like, I just don't, I just don't believe it, man. Like, I just don't it's believe so it. Sketchy. I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm not saying that it's like, dude, we got worse videos of, the, we got better videos of the Chinese exterminating and taking people out of their houses in Wuhan during the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, then we're getting out of the Ukraine with the Russian invasion. Like, what is this? Yeah. Now, apparently, uh, the Russian military, they don't have their phones, apparently. Yeah, that's so again, fine. And that's maybe I'm talking about of, the Ukraine. And that's maybe kind of smart because... Well, it was like the U.S. Like we weren't allowed to bring our cameras yeah. into Afghanistan yeah. or anything because anymore, it, because it's Iraq. really smart. Because if your troops do anything to commit war crimes or post something stupid online, yeah. instead of instead of it like something that you can cover up really quick, like you used to, or just not report on it, now yeah. it can get uploaded instantly. And then and and, and Putin's got to know if there's any footage of like their troops doing anything that something is like. Real bad. Like anything that can be considered bad or even just lied and misconstrued to make it look bad, that's going to be all over CNN on all their fucking all yeah. the other news. The weird thing about that is the weird thing about that is, is like he's still letting people film in Moscow. Like I saw a video and it was this guy. Uh, he's like, I'm just filming uh, protest here or non protest. Like I'm just filming here in Moscow. And, they're like, and this lady comes up and she's like, are you letting anything be said? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm letting anything be said. Uh, you can say whatever you want. It's going to get uploaded regardless. And she's like, well, I only have two words um, to say. And then the police take her. Just fucking take her away. Just, no she didn't even get to say what she was going to do it. Yeah. And then uh another lady came up and was basically asking the same questions she was like well do you care if i say the other side um against like the protest kind of deal and she's like i actually probably agree and then takes her away like the police come up and take her away but doesn't take the cameraman the cameraman's sitting right there and it sounded like he was she was about to say that i agree with like what putin is doing in the ukraine yeah um but they were Apparently, like we're not letting any of it we're not letting yeah. any of it come out like we're they're oh, yeah, like they're on, shit down, we're dude. quiet. We're quiet. You're not allowed to do shit, which is absolutely heinous. Like it's fucked up. And one of the most yeah. egregious well, uh, crimes that, of the century, like not, yeah. not the most egregious crime of the century. That would the, be Yemen. I actually um, but like, follow. The, like, but like the civil of civil rights, that is one of the most egregious things a dictator or anything can do is stop people from saying what they want to say or what they sh should be able to say. And that's their opinion. It's one of the most egregious things ever. Yeah. And it's just wild that the guy can still record all this. They didn't yeah, take yeah. the guy away recording. They let him upload the video and everything. Yeah. But I the two people up. that were trying, and, and it's just like shit like that doesn't make sense to me. And that's why I like both sides. I'm like, you guys are both fucking, you guys are doing shady shit. I know you guys are. And of course, Russia's doing shady shit. And of course, Ukraine's doing shady shit. But it's just like, damn, how shady can this shit be? 
Yeah. Well, I saw the, I follow the, like the Russian libertarian party on Twitter. And I think they either went to a protest or helped stage a protest. One of the two. And um, well, like a couple of their members actually got arrested and were in jail for a few days because they went to the protest. So they looks like Russia doesn't tolerate any sort of protest or maybe just certain locations. I'm not sure, but they're definitely sure. It'd be cool to get like a Russian libertarian on this bitch. Dude, I reached out to them. They said, fuck you. You piece of shit really? American? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, damn, that'd just be savage did, too. I want them they, on even more. <laughs> they did not reply. <laughs> but I, I, I reached out to a, a couple of them, um, the ones that I found. I don't even know, dude. Might not even be real. Like, dude, it's probably some dude in fucking Mississippi being like, "Yeah, we're the Russian libertarian." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get some picture. Probably didn't even get like. Because I think they posted the picture of the guy that got arrested, and they probably he probably just found yeah. it on Facebook. Probably all yeah, nice. right. <laughs> I don't know the whole. Th- I mean, like I said, I, we talked about this a few weeks ago since I wasn't here last week. The whole Russia Ukraine shit is it's the weirdest, most expected war, like I can think of. You know what I mean? Like everybody knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew that there was going to be tensions and conflict at some point between Russia and Ukraine. Like uh, every major geopolitical analyst in the last 15 years, the last 20 plus years, actually now, since it's 2022, uh, like 20 plus years since the Soviet Union fell. And and then in the well, what year was it when Ukraine like really split off with like middle 90s, like where they were like, nope, we're our own shit. And then yeah, it was 91 when the 91. Soviet Union fell. Well, yeah. I just meant when they like the chaos of the Soviet Union falling in those regions, like that Ukraine didn't stand up the next day and was like, this is our clear borderline. Like, uh, I think it was oh, like middle nineties when it finally like, this is our area or whatever. And then when they got the parts that Russia's saying are free, um, like that whole area was in the nineties too, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't like, Everybody knew that this was going to happen. And I still feel like it's kind of like uh, Biden pulling out of Afghanistan. It's like, well, what's how can we, we just... fuck this up so yeah. badly? Well, that's what's crazy, dude. Like, so I'll say it like this, that we just came. Uh, we just got out of fucking Afghanistan after 20 years. The longest war in American history. We just got out of that. Like that just happened. Like six months ago i know I, a lot of times like news travels fast for a lot of people and like yeah it's people and it's, like, and it, you forget but like that just happened and now yeah. we're like we're basically in war with russia i mean we're arming uh all these NATO we're countries arming are them. arming the shit it's a proxy war yeah and ukraine just, is fighting we we're do, arming just, them we just gave them like a billion dollars worth of fucking 14 like stinger, billion 14 billion dollars worth of stinger missiles Air to ground, fucking other missiles, like um, uh, regular fucking firearms. Like we just gave them fourteen billion dollars, and the people of the United States are still struggling to pay fucking gas. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I think, like, I think, like, I don't think we're trying to recover from COVID nineteen. Yeah, that's it too. It's like we just, like, we're just now coming, like the. I mean, I know like a lot of places is kind of like dropped down the COVID shit, but like yeah. officially, officially, unofficially, it's happening right now. 
it's yeah. all this COVID stuff's just going away. And it's not, they're not even doing like a big victory lap. Like it's over. We, we no. did it. No, they're just, they just, they're focusing. Pivot. Pit, yeah. They're pivoting and they're just focusing on Russia, Ukraine and a little bit in the background, this COVID stuff dropping everywhere, dropping left yeah. and right. Did you, did you see the new, like, what's it called? Decagron or some shit like that? Now it's like Autobots roll out. Like, like <laughs> these fucking names, dude. Like, you, you just, yeah. I don't understand why we're not just like one, two, three, four. Like COVID one, COVID two, COVID three, COVID four. I know. Like, what's, what's the they, fucking... Because that's be scary. They want it to be I know. scary. They, just some PR person it. is like, let's just call it... I Like, there's some asshole PR guy, just like you, that's sitting in, sitting in these meetings. And he's like, why the fuck are we not just calling it COVID? One, two, three. And he's like, well, that doesn't fit well with the numbers. Like that doesn't, that doesn't get bad for the PR. It doesn't get people ramped up. The guy's like, whatever, just call it whatever you want. It's it's the meme. It's that meme where the guy's sitting at the desk and he's got his head in his hands. And they're like, why don't we just do it? Something obvious. And they're like, mean face him and then throw him out the window. Yeah. 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 That's what's happening. You're that guy in that meeting, dude. I'm that guy. And I've, but I have always been that guy. You know this. Like I have always been that guy. Why don't we just do it the most logical way possible? Yes. And they're like, because fuck you. That's why. And I'm like, well, I'll just go fuck myself then. And then I launch myself out the window. That guy in that meme isn't actually getting thrown out the window. He's just like, I'm done with the stupidity (laughs) and I'm going to suicide myself. Yeah. And he jumped out the window because men do it better than women even though we try to commit suicide at the same rate i so, thought he i thought he jumped out the window because a plane in his building <laughs> <laughs> uh only no planes hit the building yeah yeah that, that's right jet fuel doesn't that's like still uh, beams don't you know <laughs> that's like the, i still love every time somebody mentions the holocaust and they're like mm, sound a little high like that's still my favorite thing on <laughs> i know Twitter, dude. dude it's so it's or, still or any number any number that's over six million like it, it like covid deaths um amount of jobs created this year like uh the amount of hair follicles on a human body as long as it has like six million or above somebody will retweet it and be like sounds a little high and it cracks me up every single time i could see seven in a row and i'm like hmm, that's good <laughs> I, know I, I think six million sounds pretty accurate but the joke is still funny to me yeah yeah who knows what the number is dude who knows? honestly who cares who cares what the number is most of us can't even count that high nobody can f- imagine in their mind six million people like you can't even you can't even you can't picture six million dollars nobody knows like there's there's people that have seen that in their possession and you still can't fathom the amount of money that it actually is so like it who cares there was a shit ton of people that died like who shit ton of people that died just because they were fucking jewish or gypsies yeah. you, or but you mentally can over, retarded or black you're allowed to overestimate but you're not allowed to <laughs> underestimate <laughs> and that's why it's so funny dude that's, that's, that's why it's, it's funny it's like not the fact that it happened <laughs> But underestimating it and watching people lose their minds, yeah, it's just funny. It's I just actually funny. think five million nine hundred and ninety nine <laughs> Jews died, and they're, they're like, "What?" And people would be pissed. They're like, "That's my grandpa you're talking about." <laughs> like, I met your grandpa last week, bitch. Yeah. Like, 
He's still yeah. alive. And it's like, like honestly, for me, dude, like I don't know any. I saw the Jews. I saw the tattoo. Like, I don't even know if Jews are real. <laughs> there's not Jews around here. Oh well, yeah, dude. There's not a fucking person yeah, of color many, in your how town. Many, how many Jews are in Phoenix, dude? There's a shit. There's a large Hasidic Jew population in Phoenix. You better be keeping track, dude. <laughs> you, you better. Less than six million type. <laughs> so less than six million Jews live in Phoenix. I don't know, dude. Oh, shit. I don't know. The world's on fire, and I'm just getting drunk doing it. I'm drinking bourbon, drinking beer. Um, I think that's the only way to do it. I don't know. I I I I have lost my ability to care. Well, about a lot of what's, these things what's really annoying to me is that like here in america six million doesn't sound too high it's a little high <laughs> <laughs> but here in america like we like are we this country is so lucky like we yes. have never had like like in our generation or even our grandparents generation we've never even had a like a real full-out war at home that yeah. like damages your society for generations like we've just never had that we had pearl harbor and 9-11 and don't get me wrong but compared to other countries that is not well, that bad i would i would not argue that, that world war ii was pretty bad i would argue just the whole of world war ii was pretty bad just be, for the sheer amount of people that were lost but yeah comparatively the last time a war was fought in the united states of america was the goddamn civil fucking war where we fought each other yeah yeah (laughs) because that's what we do and and this is what and and like with that with that being said like we don't understand exactly what you're saying we don't understand how horrible like the majority the whole of our populace does not understand how horrible war is and they just think it's a thing that you send your kids off to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And like, that's why all these people, you know, they're, they're asking to, we got to close the sky over Ukraine, close the skies, no fly zone. And it's like, it's the skies. I was like, I was like, okay, clearly they're asking for war. <laughs> like, yeah. This, no, is war. this is what war is. This fucking war. Like you have to, not only shoot down uh, Russian airplanes, you also have to shoot down their anti-air equipment. So if you're shooting missiles and firing artillery at it, that's fucking war. That is. Well, I mean, it was the same. It was the same people that under Obama was like, "Well, we're just let's just send in drones because it's better than using boots on the ground." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You also kill a lot more innocent people because then you can just send drones out indiscriminately and like there's at least at least and i'm not saying that this is the right thing either at least in a situation where there's boots on the ground they have to make the fucking snap decision on whether they should or they shouldn't and there's a lot of times and there's a lot of people you meet in those situations that the humanity in them struck a chord and reached out and stopped them from doing something that they might have ended up regretting with the rest of their life and yeah 
I mean, sometimes it backfired and and the six-year-old still shot their buddy in the face. But, uh, you know, at at the same time, they didn't have to, they ended up killing the six-year-old after the six-year-old killed their buddy. That was 22. Um, But, you know, that's, this is why war is bad because you're either you indiscriminately are able to do it from thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away where the people that are doing it don't have any remorseful interaction with the population that they're destroying or you have to watch people that have to face it right up front close and personal and destroys the rest of their lives personally like it's one way or the other and i think both are very very poor options yeah and like so i don't know jocko willick had scott horton on yeah yeah i saw that i need to watch it but so the the opening of it, Jocko Willick does this intro and he says that if you're going to go to war, you have to have the uh, how does he frame it? The willingness to kill. And then yes. he and then he elaborates and says, not only you're going, you're not only going to just kill your enemies, you're going to kill civilians, too. Because that's yeah. what war is. And I was yes. like, holy shit. And like, I've, I mean, I've just never heard anyone say it like that. And that's true. Like, we yeah. always say, like, civilians get We've killed. We've talked all about time. it. But like, that's what you have to kind of assess. And it's just insane watching people, they're asking for, like, it's already pretty heated over there. So we're going to ramp it up even more, get the yeah. US involved. And this, this is, nothing <laughs> this is nothing like our generation has ever fought before these little no. terrorist battles we did in uh uh the afghanistan the middle east and all this where we get all this high tech fighting like these poor people with not that much equipment oh this is going to be a conventional army oh and they also have uh nuclear missiles they yeah. also have yeah. they also have nuclear missiles so you know all these Dude, americans out fucking here nuke us. That, that don't all these americans walking around dude you know talking about like oh we need to escalate things we need to do more and it's like well it might finally come home when you're fucking washing the ash off your car as you're getting ready to go to work (laughs) from the population (laughs) the pop hopefully the population of dc they can all burn in the fiery pits of a nuclear bomb i'll wash i'll wash the ash off my car happily (laughs) If, well, yeah, they, if yeah. it's the ash cloud from dc yeah happily wash it off my yeah i'll be singing fucking dua lipa like fucking you know singing a song and just la-di-da-di-da cleaning it off my fucking car i mean i'll inhale the ashes i'll try to snort it like cocaine at that point just because it would give me a high regardless well yeah it'd probably kill you i mean if you're seeing ash i'm assuming death is coming shortly after i'm not sure i'm not i'm not a nuclear missile expert no i mean the the there was an ash cloud that was roaming around the uh the world in when uh pompeii fucking blew there's an ash cloud for like a couple how long was there an ash cloud over japan (laughs) Hmm. not very long there's strong winds there's strong winds in japan is it-, it wasn't there very long. This is this is where we get anime, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the ash cloud still lingers over Japan. Yeah, they're still there, guys. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> was that the ash or or is that the nuke or the the juice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did, did they 
I wonder if the smokestack sent up more than uh, just smoke, if there was a lot of ash in there. Yeah, who knows? Dude. I don't know. We should ask IBM because they made the fucking ovens. So we should ask them. That's true. They might know a thing or two. But they uh, they know how to make a computer, too. <laughs> Jews make- use that every day. <laughs> yeah, they do. To tweet dumb shit, like, no, put a no-fly zone. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, that, that was the craziest thing when I learned that IBM literally made the fucking ovens. Like, that was fucking wild. And now, like, IBM is, like, one of the biggest processing well, they, computer people. You know, they always, they always ramp up, uh, what is it, Nuremberg trials. It's like, yeah, we tried those Nazis and took care of them. Well, actually, the American government took about half of those Nazis. Yeah. They brought them yeah. back here. How do you think we got the space? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we kind of just like yeah well we know what they did and but we could use them for good (laughs) (laughs) and we didn't even go to space like let's be honest like that's the most interesting theory to me is that we didn't go to space one i just honestly it's one of those things that i just don't care about like (laughs) there's like a lot of these things that i just they're like well, if you, you you believe all the fucking like we you and I get it all the time, like when we're with our fucking normal ass friends talking about normal ass shit and then politics get brought up and it's like, well, you probably believe, you know, you're so anti. They think anti-establishment means like being anti everything you've ever learned. And it's like, yeah, dude, honestly, I just don't care about a lot of this shit. And there's a few things that I do care about. And that's what makes me anti-establishment, I guess. I'm pretty anti-authority by nature. I got that probably from my mom and then just from growing up in the public school system the way that I did and then going to the Marine Corps. Like I just went through the most extreme forms of authority that I was just like, fuck this, I'm done. I don't, I don't really care. Like you guys can go fuck yourselves. And then after that, it's just like, I don't care if they lied to me about the world being flat or us being heliocentric or like, uh, I don't, none of those things actually bother me on a day to day because it does literally nothing for me. Like literally nothing for me. Does it do? (laughs) It doesn't do shit. I don't care if we landed on the moon. Dope. If we didn't don't give a fuck. Like what does it do for me? Nothing. I'm very self-centered and selfish about this because at the, at the, in the same token, it's like, how does it affect my day? Oh no, America's not as great as we thought it was because it lied about landing on the moon. America was shit before we landed on the moon. What made you yeah. expect it to be any better after we landed on the moon? Like I don't fucking care. And as 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 an American living over here in America, five thousand miles away from what's going on in Russia or Ukraine, it's hard for me to want to care. <laughs> Yeah, personally about individuals, I and, want and to I use think, it to create content, content well, and analyze it to show how they're lying to me. What what I mean is like I, I do care because our government wants to be so involved. But the correct mentality is when two countries in Europe go to war, it's like why the fuck do we, why would we care over here in America? You got to fight them over there, Typo, before they bring the fight yeah. here. Well, it's I always mean, we've heard that fucking they... argument before. Yeah, and it's funny how they always phrase that, where, like, Russia is fighting Ukraine on NATO's doorstep. 
that's yeah. how they say that. It's like, you know, NATO is was against the Soviet Union. So once the Soviet Union fell, NATO should have dissolved. You know, it's, it's like they're saying that they're fighting Russia on NATO's border. When it's like Russia's fighting right. It's literally Russia's the, border. It's literally Russia's border. It's literally Russia's border. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's not even the, like, we, it's, it's not like, it, they're like, oh, NATO's border. I'm like, you mean Russia's, dude? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> dude, isn't it crazy how, like, just the phrasing of something can totally change how people, people react to it? Like, yeah. it's so interesting to me. Like, this is, so, like, I always get, I always get in the argument, and I, I bring up my parents all the time, because I think it's important to, like, talk about how your interactions with you know, personal relationships. Like when we talk about this shit, I always bring up my parents because I respect my parents a shit ton. And I think as, and for some of the younger listeners, you're, you're going to go through this period where it's like, it's not so much that you stop giving a fuck about what your parents say. It's more that you come into your own idea of thinking, you know, about certain aspects and it doesn't line up always with the same values or the same, uh, temperaments or you know a lot of different things that your parents thought and so it's like this weird thing where you still respect them because you love the shit out of them and they're your parents and even though they don't see things the way that you see them you're like you still want to you know you don't want to go over there and be kicked out of fucking thanksgiving you know what i mean yeah, like you, you still have yeah it'd be stupid you know so we always there's one thing that we i i piss my mom off with this all the fucking time and it's and I've had to uh, phrase it. I've said, you've heard me say this all the time, but it's, she takes it almost literally, or I mean it literally, but in a more like uh, far away sense. I always say, I'll just say it. I always say that uh, words don't mean anything. And I know a lot of people like will get like upset about that phrase because some of the most powerful moving um things can you know make people do some of the wildest craziest things i understand that and when i say like words don't mean anything what i am implying is that like a lot of this shit is just air with a fucking tone behind it like it it doesn't mean shit like words like people will get upset when you tell them that words can't fucking hurt you like people get upset at that. And it's like, bro, all this shit, it has nothing to do with the words that are used. It has everything to do with the reactions you have to what is being, what you are interpreting as being conveyed to you by noises in the air. Like that's the best way I can explain it in an intelligent way. But it's like, you have control over all this, you know, like you have control over yourself, your person. There's not much else outside of you that you can control. There's not much. There's just not. There's just not much else that you can control except how you do things, how your body moves. If you got fucking Parkinson's, that sucks for you. You can't even control how your body moves, but you can control your fucking brain for the most part. And we don't even control all of our fucking brains. Like I have like two brain cells and I understand this concept of like, you can only control what happens here. And it's, it's so frustrating to me when people get so worked up about, you know, um, how 
things are construed or conveyed and blah, 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 blah. And all this to say, we were talking about how like it, it changes people's, if you put it as NATO's doorstep instead of Russia's doorstep, it changes whole people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And then when you say Russia's doorstep, they get really mad at you for saying that. And it's like, oh, how could you say that? It's the people of Ukraine's lives. And it's like, yeah, yeah. it's also the people of fucking Russia's lives. And like words, and and this is like where the pushback is, is like words do mean things, but it's like, to lead people astray in a certain way, I, it's so dishonest and it frustrates the fuck out of me. And mm-hmm. I really don't believe that words have as much meaning as everybody puts into them. But when people can use them in the right way and everybody puts stock into everything that's said, it's so frustrating because it's like, yo, like they're just push pushing a fucking narrative on you that you're just eating the fuck up you're eating ass so much right now and you don't even know you're eating ass you still think you're at the vagina boy like i don't know what the fuck you want like i can't help you any more than that i can't tell you that the fucking there's a taint between the ass and a fucking vagina you licking a belly button right now and you think you're licking taint like i don't know what else to tell you like what i and you don't believe me. And you're, it's just, yeah. it's so fucking frustrating because yeah. these people are like the majority of them are just fucking stupid. Like I walk by every day more and more and I'm like, this person's an NPC. This person's an NPC. <laughs> it's like that fucking video. I'm going on a fucking rant right now. It's like that fucking video that uh, I don't remember if it was Cole or you that sent it to the group chat, but it was the, uh, the cops trying to find the guy that hid behind the car. Oh, yeah. He, like, stole yeah. the car. Yeah. Stole this fucking car. I'll share it. We'll put it on our Instagram or some shit so you guys can see this. But there's fucking cops. And this is, I was like, this is a video game. Like, this is a fucking video game. Because this guy stole a car, then runs, gets out of the car. He's a fat motherfucker. This is a fat dude. This is a fat, big-ass fat guy. And he goes and he hides in this in this neighborhood and you clearly see him get out of the car clearly see him run over towards like where this gated fence is to a driveway and then can't find a place to hide because he can't jump the three and a half foot fence and then runs back to the corner of the fence where there is a car parked but on both sides of the car you can see the fence that he ran into that he can't get over and he crouches down behind this like Honda Civic, which he is the same, almost the same size as. Like, this guy takes up half the car. And four cops get out at first. Can't find him. They watched him get out of the car, watched him run, didn't see him. This is all within, like, a 20-yard space. Get out and run. And, like, they just lost him. They run by, then sprint down the street 50 yards as he's just still hiding in this corner. And then sprint back, there's a helicopter filming the whole thing. And they're like, dude, he's right there behind the fucking car. And then they're like, get orders on the fucking, <laughs> the, the radios. And they're like, oh, he's behind the car. And then they run like 20 yards the other way down the street. Well, this guy's just sitting there laying there like a beached fucking whale in this corner of a gate that's clear. And he's not even behind the gate. He's in front of the gate behind a car. Like the most obvious place to look. And even when they walked up to the gate and they had a clear vision to see him, they still didn't see his ass. 
This guy's a big man, big man. They still can't see him. And I'm just, I just treat everybody that I work with on a day-to-day basis or that I talk to besides like people in my close personal circle as fucking NPCs. Like they don't actually exist. There's nothing there. And I just go on about my day. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. You too. Like, that's what you hear. And it's like, all right, I've heard this in a video game 17 million times. I can't do it. It's so wild. Yeah, there is there is a lot of like uh, blue pill people that that I mean, there's just nothing there. There's nothing to talk about as like anything outside of like nice weather we're having. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. been nice the last couple of days. It's like, yeah, you're talking to the weather, but there's nothing like actually like substance of, over serious conversation. And and then after like, you know, and it's not it's just be about anything anything doesn't even have to be about like politics or anything it's just about anything and they can't elaborate they can't they don't know there's nothing it's just crazy it's crazy yeah it's like i'm just like i'm i I just looked up biggest npc phrases and it's like here is a currently uncompleted list of npc quotes and this one's world i guess this one's mostly off of world of warcraft and it's remember the sun well or stay the course. Time is of the essence. I can't tell you how many times in a week I hear time is of the essence. People finish that in their fucking emails at my work. Um, let's see. Uh, thralls, balls, there's a, they're everywhere. I could see somebody saying that on the streets, like some fucking crackhead. Thralls, balls, they're everywhere. Like, I could see that. Like, I, it's not even surprising to me at this point anymore. Yeah, there's I would no see... substance in this world. Well, the people, well, that's why, like, like people, I don't know. I think that that that's the thing too. And like from the news perspective, like this COVID stuff was dying down. Like they yeah. can't, they can't get like people ramped up about fucking COVID. And then we got, then we got war. Now everyone's like, dude, it's like overnight. You know, drop the mask. You put on a Ukrainian flag. We're fucking. Just red or not red, uh, fucking what is it? Blue and yellow. Just people put yeah, that shit everywhere, everywhere now, dude. Grunt style, grunt style has. A of course fucking, they are. They're fucking warhawks. They want to go back to the war. They it, it was fighting it, but it was the "Don't tread on me" like saying, nice. but it was with the yellow and the blue oh on the God. flag. Dude, grunt style is one of the biggest load of shit. Yeah, them and Black Rifle Coffee Company. I just anything about them, I cringe at. I cringe. Yeah, the only well, the, the only thing that's always good, like the dude. It was that, always cringe. It was always cringe, and only the dudes that like bought into like the Marine Corps all the way yeah. were the ones that were like those are the guys that were grunt style. You talk to them, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, this guy's uh, he wants to be a good soldier." <laughs> Yeah, I I just yeah like fucking grunt style was always garbage, and we were just like, mm, you guys are faggots. Like I I'm not anybody that wore grunt style. Like especially there was dudes that wore grunt style on a daily fucking basis, and I was like, ah, yeah. okay. Like and it's always it was always the pogues, dude. The biggest fucking pogue. Like I know I'm a pogue, but it was like the bigger pogues than me that it would be. Yeah, fucking grunt style, dude. And I'm like, yeah. Well, and then like, grunt. and then the. uh 
they well and then all the o3s all the o3s had grunt style shit it's like they were fucking sponsored by them yeah like oh my fucking god i was like dude nobody cares and they're like i'm an o3 and it's like still no one cares it's okay six million is too high (laughs) it's okay i don't know like i just that was the weird the only the only vet thing that i follow now is vet tv and that's because they come out with some funny ass shit they and it's like typical marine corps humor or just military humor i guess in general yeah it's it's, dumb military humor it's dumb and and it's not like with all the politics laced in it's just like the dumb shit like even with the terminal lance like i feel almost i this is my problem too is like i i I still feel like it kind of glorifies the marine corps in a certain way and I'm like, I hate any, I hate anything that glorifies the Marine Corps in any way. Some dude messaged me actually on Instagram. He's like, Hey Luke, I know how you feel about the, um, the Marine Corps. And he's like, I've always thought about joining it for a long time, but you know, I just don't really have anything else going in my life. How can I not, or what are some things that I should look for, uh, when I join? And I'm like, you shouldn't join. Like, I'm like, I don't care. I'm not going to be like, Hey, hook yourself up, you know, make sure you get a cush ass job. Like, uh, don't let your recruiter say this, ask for a $5,000 signing bonus. Like, no, man, like none of it is worth it. Like there isn't a single part of it that I could tell you that is worth it. Like in my opinion, at this point in time, like I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom. And it's also more so like, I just couldn't imagine telling somebody like, uh, you'll get through it. it. It'll be fine. Like, whatever and then being like well you know you say you hate it so much and then you told me to go and do it and now i have no leg and i see what you were talking about before when you said that nobody should join and it's like i'm not i'm not gonna like justify it to you like nah man like you are better off joining a trade and living on the streets if you have to making ten dollars an hour until you or just move up in that trade or just being with your family like that yeah. just staying like just being with your family and not missing funerals and weddings and whatever else is going on yeah and the only good part about it the only good part about it that i always say is like i met two of my best friends you and fucking nick and then obviously you know a uh, couple of our friends that we don't get to talk to as much but at least we get to stay in contact with like mike and ivan and mario and like some of our good friends like that is the only thing that came out of the marine corps and it would the only reason why if i ever had the chance to go back and do it again is to meet everybody like that but at the same time like i i know people that have just as close as bonds probably not closer but just as close as bonds with their fucking friends in trades or in their regular jobs or from fucking high school that I made and it just turned out that way that I met you guys through that. But it's just like, there's no way in hell that I'm ever going to tell anybody that it's, or they tell me I'm going to join anyways. And I'm going to be like, all right, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking stop you, but I think it's stupid. I think it's honestly, there's one of the stupidest things to do. Yeah. Well, it puts you in like, like, dude, like there's like all these things, like it's not, there's no level to it that you'll do good because yeah. like in, in a lot of a lot like insert maybe like very small small instances you will do something 
Um, like I know Matt from status quo, he was a medic. He got to help like regular people yeah. that were injured and stuff like that. And, and that's, that's great for like those people and probably maybe even life-saving in times like that, but that's not, it's not always what you're going to do. You're not the majority just of the time. Do. That's not. Yeah. Most of the time you're not doing that. And, uh, I mean, and then like, just the, like, where, like, who are you helping in the grand scheme of things? Yeah. I mean, these people that get input in power in these places that their America is trying to quote help is always like the worst people pop, like literally the worst people. Like I know yeah. like a lot of people want to talk about how the there there's literal like Nazis. There's a little subsection in their military of Nazis in Ukraine that America backed. But like what we did in Afghanistan is much worse. I mean, they yeah. put literal pedophiles in charge and it was your response it was marines soldiers responsibility to protect them yep. literal pedophiles like that is who they put in charge and the marines got killed like imagine you're you're in the military you get put in a situation you have to protect a pedophile and then you get killed by one of the kids because they saw you as an enemy for protecting their person that was raping them like that, that. You knowingly that you knew that he that was raping yeah. them and you knew about it like that actually happened it happened there's quite a few stories and you're there for peace and freedom yeah and and like like you have no say you have no say like you almost have no rights in the military like yeah. if they want to send you to I don't know possible World War Three, they're gonna send you, and there's not much you can do about it. There's you know? very very little. Yeah, very little. Well, and I just want to say, just in case he does listen, he messaged me back and I didn't see it. He was like, "That's what I needed to hear. I'm a welder right now, but I just don't have much to do. So <laughs> good for you. Continue being a welder. Welders make have- pretty good money, dude." They make great money. Just stick with it, you fucking dickhead. God, dude. When he sent me that, I got heated. I got heated when he sent me that. And I was like, nobody fucking listens. Nobody fucking listens, man. And I was just like, don't join the military. Don't join the military. Especially right now. Especially right now. This is probably one of the worst times to join the military because you're going to end up doing some shit. Because you're going to be brand fucking new to the fleet. You're going to be a goddamn boot. You're going to be just out of fucking boot camp and MCT or uh, infantry or what is that? Uh, MOS school and um, infantry school, whatever it's fucking called. I can't think of it right now. Um, You're going to go right out of that and you're going to be raring to go because they hyped you up on some fucking bullshit. I was there. (laughs) I've done it. I know. I felt the same way. Felt that way most of the way through my career, and even a year after, a year or so afterwards. Yeah, it's that you try like to like I didn't that, do enough. You want that feeling of, fight. of accomplishment, but you're not going to yeah. get that in the military. You never get that, even if you, you never get it. Even, even if, if you, you do deploy. everything, like you just never. Even if you deploy and go through some shit. Yeah, you want that feeling of accomplishment, like you made a difference in this world. You wanted to help or serve your country, whatever, whatever it is, but that never happens. That's not the business that they're in. 
Dude. They're not there to fulfill you. Have you heard of the Chicken Kiev speech? No. I just want to I, – I found out about this. It was Scott Horton had an episode that I listened to, and he talked about Is this, this something that we can pull up? Uh, yeah, but it's a really long speech, but I took a okay. screenshot. But um, it's an old speech. It was George H.W. Uh, Bush. This was 1991. And this, I think it was in September. This was like three months before the Soviet Union collapsed. Oh, like, wow. So the Soviet Union's about like in the middle of collapsing. And George H.W. Bush goes to Ukraine and he tries to save the Soviet Union. He does not want it. He does not want it to collapse. And so for a little backstory, just real quick about George Bush, he was the head of the CIA before he became the vice president to Reagan and president in, uh, after Reagan. Yeah, George H. So he knows, you know, he know he's, he's an intelligent. He knows some shit. So he knows some shit. He knows what's going on in other foreign countries. This is what the CIA does. They spy on mainly other foreign countries and knows the ins and outs and how their politics go. Even our allies, they do it to Does our know allies. how many Jews were killed in the Holocaust? I think he said it's a little under six million. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, there's a line in this speech. So Fuck. when he's given this speech in Ukraine, and apparently Condoleezza Rice wrote this too. So, oh my God. This is getting worse. It, it's all coming around, dude. So he, it, one of the lines is, yet freedom is not the same as independence. Americans will not support those who seek independence in order to replace a far-off tyranny with a local despotism. They will not aid those who promote a suicidal nationalism based upon ethnic hatred. What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Now, why would George Bush go to Ukraine and try to tell them not to declare independence because there's a because of nationalism and ethnic hatred? Because what <laughs> more than half of the Ukraine are ethnic Russians? Well, I think he's saying that he knows that they have a Nazi problem in oh, Ukraine. Yeah, that, too. that he thinks that for whatever reason, that the Soviet Union needs to stay alive, <laughs> which is insane because I know we're like young and we weren't really around for the Cold War, but this was yeah, like one of the, the Nazis. This was like the biggest thing was the Cold War. Like if Russia, Hollywood got involved. You know, we all hate the Soviet Union, go capitalism, whatever. 
And but while it's collapsing, George Bush is in Ukraine being like, yo, 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 don't don't declare independence. You guys got an ethnic hatred problem going on here. <laughs> and it, so it's just like, dude, how? And so I did uh, apparently the when Germany, so Germany back in World War II, Germany invaded Ukraine. Why is there? All right. Why is there so many? Are you about to tell me why there's so many Nazis in fucking Ukraine? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, like, what the? F- why? So why when, is there so many fucking Nazis in the Ukraine? Okay. So first of all, Ukraine in the 30s went through that horrible famine and got a bunch of starved. Well, that yeah, resonated by the Russians. That read yeah. this. That resonated with the people. And then when World War II hit, the they western, the western side of Ukraine, they welcomed Hitler. A lot of the towns there welcomed them as liberators. They're like, yeah, because yeah, thank yeah, yeah. fucking god, dude, these people are starving. Us. Yeah. yeah, and so then a lot of. Uh, I don't know if they already had Nazis there or if Nazis showing up, they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we support you guys. So a lot of the Nazis gained... Fuck the Jews. <laughs> yeah, basically. Fuck the Jews, I get to eat. <laughs> yeah, dude. So then all these Ukrainians, and they helped the Nazis commit genocide in Ukraine. They helped them, like all these Ukrainians that were like, fuck yeah, fascism, let's go. And they murdered a bunch let's of Jews go. there. Well, then the Soviet Union you know eventually pushed them back and this is probably why the tension is so high because like crimea that little like part that's yeah un- but it's under such U- a weird russia fucking part well that little thing three hundred thousand russians died defending that from the nazis nice. like that that is some um, serious what happened level- in belarus because i'm pretty sure the russians are bombing belarus Oh, I did not know anything about that, but that's pretty wild. But but anyways, so the because like I don't know, because Germany came in as these liberators to some people in Ukraine, there's been this ethnic fucking uh hatred or Nazis that are just still there in Ukraine. And I guess it never it never went away. Went away. Apparently, when after the Germany left. Um, there was actually still a lot of fighting between an insurgency that was going on in Ukraine against the Soviet Union all like uh, through the 50s because they were like, fuck you, dude, we're not going back to you guys, which is understandable. <laughs> yeah, like, understandable. Fuck. I don't how... blame them. No, the Soviet yeah. Union was horrible. And I'm not like, I think probably people from the uh, Jason Booth episode, they're probably going to be like, oh, uh, you guys don't think Russia's that bad. And it's like, I think Russia's horrible. I don't think Russia's a good place to live. Sure, yeah. I'm just I mean, saying they're probably, like, the people in the bigger cities probably generally live almost identical lives to the people in the big cities of the United States. Very close when it comes to what their day-to-day routine is. I'm not saying idealistically because they'll just fucking... I feel I feel like a soccer mom of four will just execute a trans person in the middle of the streets of Ukraine. Like I, I don't think they have any problem with that. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, we celebrate them here and uh, call them world champions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, for the most part, like how their day to day lives are, it's very similar. They take their kid to soccer practice. They fucking wake up in the morning and make yeah. their kids lunches. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that Russia is this like 
Is Russia evil? Yeah, for the most part. I don't think Russia is a very good country when it comes to civil liberties and everything else. Is it the worst place on earth to live? Probably not. Probably not. Especially definitely not. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely not. Uh, I, Detroit is probably worse than Moscow. And, and the um, thing is, too, Chicago, not, probably worse than Moscow. They're not the communist. That's yeah, not what they are. And they're, they're not the same Russia as the Soviet Union was. They're just it, not. That's not the same. Dude, and people is, need to stop equating the two. And I'm not saying that to be like, they're good now. We need to support Russia. Like, that's not it. What he's doing right now to people on the streets protesting what is going on, horrendous horrendous i think that's horrible i think that's an extreme violation to what every person in the world no matter who where they're from has the right to be able to do and i want people to understand that he should do what america does and funds a counter protest so they will go fight and beat the shit out of them not the police exactly exactly that's what we're about in america that's what we're about i want whitney houston on cocaine, singing the American, the national anthem with Jerry Jones on Cowboy Stadium, kneeing on Colin Kaepernick's neck for eight and a half minutes. That's what I want. This is America. No, but like, you know, it's not about Russia being all good or all bad. It's generally a country that does bad and does good just the same as the fucking United States. Does it have things worse? Absolutely. Does the United States in some cases have things worse? Absolutely. We do. There are countries with way too much power. That's the problem. This dynamic of of centralized leadership is the fucking problem. And that's why look at their fucking dollar. It's or the ruble. It's fucking going to shit. It's gone to shit. It's fucking done. Yeah, look at the United dollar. States. Look, the United States is doing the same shit. The yeah, only yeah. one that might make it out of this, the one, the one from China, because fucking Saudi Arabia is going to trade in it, or it looks like they're going to trade in it. That they'd rather trade with the one than the U.S. dollar because of what America has done. And the one's not much better. It's funded on the same bullshit that the United States does. They've printed trillions of dollars worth. Of, worth of their one, whatever the equatable equation is, it's almost directly related to what we've done with the dollar, probably worse. China is so far like removed from actual economics that it's, I don't know how it exists right now, but it exists mostly off of United States paying it off. So like, I'm not worried about China. I'm not worried about Russia. I'm worried about the United States pushing further into something that they need to just back off of. Because at this point, they're going to, we're going to cause another medieval time. We're going to just get into a nuclear fucking war where we destroy 60% of the population of Earth and the rest of us that survive, and I will be one of yeah. those, have third arms a third eye and and really into anime <laughs> and really into yeah, anime Jap- the japanese are going to be fine they've already been nuked once they'll be all right they've built up an immunity over the last 80 years yeah 
but no, you're you're I wonder right. What the cancer rate is in Japan? I wonder if it's higher or lower. Like, you think the newer generations are just like, yeah, we're used to radiation. Like, it's cool. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's this why, they, why we have micropenes, dude. If they see if they if mainland Japan didn't get nuked, they'd be living to like 125, like Okinawans for some goddamn reason. That's true. That's true. But you're right, Maybe. dude. And you know what else is crazy? Is when the Soviet Union was collapsing, uh, Russia was regarded as like the heroes because they were like the major yes. power in the area that succeeded yes. from the uh, Union. It was like, we're done. And they put up a red, white, and blue flag. That was, oh, they yeah, went bro. from the. America. They went from the fucking yellow and red star, whatever, to a red, white, and blue flag. The color of literally their enemy the whole time. Now, I'm sure there's more historical context for why they chose that color. But for this, it makes it looks it's just like an open like, look, we're putting up a new color flag and it's going to be the same as our enemy. So like, that's crazy. And they were regarded as these heroes. And then when that NATO started expanding, all those like old dudes that were like the foreign policy advisors during the Cold War were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you insane? And they all freaked out. Like there's they they use like their fancy like uh graybeard talk, but like the founding fathers would be rolling over in their grave. Yeah. Like the most serious way they can say something is like you are fucking insane for doing this. Right. And and now it's, you know, finally come into fruition about what happens when NATO keeps expanding. And it's that's what's crazy about all this. It's like things here don't look like they're slowing down. It looks yeah. like they're pushing and pushing they're and pushing. They put their foot to the pedal. And it's basically a proxy war. I mean, all these countries are arming ukraine sending all their weapons and canada said they're depleted as in like we only have weapons for what we absolutely need for our defense and we sent everything to ukraine like all these countries just dumping weapons in there. and and he's not even allowed in russia <laughs> yeah and yeah the first black prime minister has been banned <laughs> from russia and 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 so like dude like I feel like that's just more provocation after provocation where it's like, bro, like even I think Russia's going to win this war. But if there's any sort of sense where Russia's getting no anymore, where Russia's getting pushed back. I think I think Russia, I think Russia's gonna dominate. Their military is much better. I think they're coming in, sure, these weapons and stuff. But the this is what's crazy, dude, is Hillary Clinton talked about giving russia their own afghanistan they just want to fund this thing if it turns into an insurgency that would probably be better for all parties or besides russia because the ukraine it's much easier to fight and we've already gave russia their own afghanistan it was afghanistan this is what's crazy dude we've had vietnam our foreign policies advisors were like oh my god uh, that was bad we shouldn't do that but you know what we're gonna give a vietnam (laughs) to soviet union so they gave them Afghanistan and they got bogged down there. Two years later, they collapsed. But that backfired because those people we funded in Afghanistan started shooting like, at us. Fuck the United States. Fuck the United States. So then 
At, through the nineties, they attacked us. Nineties, <laughs> they attacked us, and then the big one, the big one in two thousand one, where you know about the that, Simpsons called it. They they say it's four thousand, but I think it's a little less. I think it's a little less than four thousand. But that's I think it's less than four thousand people died on nine eleven, and a then less. so then we get bogged down in a twenty year war with Afghanistan. And, and then the we, Russians didn't even fund them. The Russians didn't yeah. even fund them. They put, they put hits out. That was a lie. They dude, didn't put Russia, dude, Putin, the, like the, a week or days after we got attacked on 9-11, Putin was one of the first leaders to call George Bush. And he said, Russia is going to give you, if you need our airspace to go into Afghanistan, you got it. That. If you need access, if you need any help, you got it. Dude, this is what if Putin was sitting there like. This is our I, opportunity. I know what those. I, well, Putin was like, I know what those fuckers do. I know yeah. what those fuckers do. Wasn't Putin yeah. a military guy? Wasn't he a I military think he was, guy? He was KGB. Oh, he was KGB. But so then we just into Afghanistan. Oh, and and like, he was Russian armed forces. I didn't know he, that. He served seventy five to ninety one. And then KGB afterwards, 98 to 99 KGB, and then 2000 to present as the fucking whatever they're called, uh, commander in chief, fucking Colonel Supreme. Yeah. And I, and he was, he was like, fuck those Afghanis. I think (laughs) he also, like, I, I can't remember when he came into power, something, I don't remember this, so I'm not going to speak on it, but something with like the U.S. government might have helped him come into power and knock out all the old Russian oligarchs. I'm not sure about oh, yeah. that, though. But but this guy offered us help and was like, yeah, I'm going to reach more. And he and he took and I know this, he took heat from his war hawks in his country they were like, what do you do in helping America? Just like, you know, today, if someone did something with yeah. Russia, they'd be like, what do you do in helping Russia? Russia. So he took me- heat from his hawks to give, to reach an olive branch out to George Bush. And then three months later, George Bush ripped up their treaty for some nuclear thing. So now. Yeah. The, it was part of the Iran, the Iran nuclear treaty that George Bush ripped up. That was, it was connected with uh, Russia. And us putting nukes on Ukraine in the Ukraine, yeah, in Poland. But, I don't, uh, yeah. So, but the, then there was the whole the whole fucking thing with um, that I told everybody about on uh, when Jason was on the on the show when Jazz was on the show uh, when I told them about Putin talking about Bill Clinton coming to fucking office and then coming over to Russia. And him meeting with Bill Clinton and saying that he wanted to join NATO. Yes. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it did happen. I'm not saying that it did happen. I'd be a liar if I said that it's absolutely true. I have no fucking idea if it's actually true. But why would he lie? Why would he lie? What's the point of him lying saying I wanted to join NATO? What does that help? Because mm-hmm. honestly, if it, if it isn't true and it didn't happen, he just sounds like a bitter, bitter old bard. And he's like, yeah. all right, this bitch is just mad because they didn't, they we didn't let him join our fucking stupid ass club. And like, did you, uh, did you read Vladimir Putin's declaration of war? No, I haven't read it yet. You, I'll, I'll send it to you. 
But dude, when he <laughs> when he's describing uh, American foreign policy, you would think Scott Horton might have wrote that. Yes. All right. I'll I'll pull it up actually because I I didn't read his declaration of war, but I watched. I, I may have watched it and like read it as it as it went. Um, you have to go to the Russian was, website. Vladimir Putin declaration of war. Uh, it, it was when he when he was talking about it. I was just like, holy shit! Uh, not the Reuters, not New York Times. Um, transcript English. Uh, it was uh, when I was reading it, when he was saying it, because I was watching a video and it was transcript uh, for it. Uh, I was like, holy shit, I don't even fucking blame him. Oh, where the fuck is it? Do you already have it? Give me one second. I think I'm about to find it. It's kind of long ish. Well, uh, we can end the episode with this because i think it's fucking important for people to hear um i don't know if this is the full thing i think i have it, it starts with circumstances require firm and immediate actions from us donbass people's republics asked help from russia in this regard it. according to the article 51 part 7 of the united nations chapter is that a charter is that does that make sense uh no with the consent of the russian federation council in accordance with ratified agreement on 22nd february of this year on friendship and mutual aid no i don't think this is it i got it so wait so i can start reading it and we can break it down a little bit can you send it to me yeah real quick link. yeah let's break this down because i think this this when i because i'm pretty sure it's the same one that i i listened to i listened to him talking about it yeah, it was or like a, actually saying it because he went on his own news channels and said it. It was yeah. Well, the thing is, is, public. The thing is too is uh, um. So like the media here, they didn't really play it. Like no, you would, they didn't say it would, at all. Like this you, should be this should have been on every fucking national well, they, news network. They had ever. him, and he's and he's pissed off. He's pissed yeah. off in this speech. It's pretty intense, and he's when he's talking about this but the news like the only thing i saw is they had him talking in like the background like but he was muted and then like some lady or some person talking about it over. yeah they're just talking about it over him and i'm like no like this needs to be played like this does it it start at the beginning the i consider it necessary um, is that where you're starting from Uh, hang on let me make citizens sure. of russia friends i consider it necessary today to yes, speak yes, again yes. about the tragic events in donbass and the key aspects of ensuring the security of russia yeah this is that uh, um he goes on to say i will begin with what we'll, we'll we'll popcorn it typo when i'm done reading you can start reading so follow along with me you ready okay let's go uh, I consider it necessary to dis- today to speak again about the tragic events in Donbass. And we can stop anytime, talk about whatever we want to, uh, and the key aspects of ensuring the security of Russia. I will begin with what I said in my address on February 21st, 2022. I spoke about our biggest concerns and worries and about the fundamental threats which irresponsible Western politicians created for Russia consistently, rudely, and unceremoniously from year to year. I am referring to the eastward expansion of NATO, which is moving its military infrastructure 
ever closer to the Russian border. We've it been is. talking about this the entire time. Yeah, dude. It, I mean, he says it right there. That's the major. He yeah, opens it up. He opens it this up with NATO expansion, and that's his problem. It is, in fact, that over the past 30 years, we have been patiently trying to come to an agreement with the leading NATO countries regarding the principles of uh, equal and individual security in Europe. In response to our proposals, we invariably faced either cynical deception and lies or attempts at pressure and blackmail. While the North Atlantic Alliance continued to expand despite our protests and concerns, it its military machine is moving, and as I said, it is approaching our very border. Why is this happening? Where did this insolent manner of talking down from the height of their exceptionalism, infallibility, and all permissiveness come from? What is the expansion explanation for this contemptuous and disdainful attitude to our interest and absolutely legitimate demands? The answer is simple. Everything is clear and obvious. In the late 1980s, the Soviet Union grew weaker and subsequently broke apart. That experience should serve as a good lesson for us because it has shown us that the paralysis of power and is the and will is the first step towards complete degradation and oblivion. We lost confidence for only one moment, but it was enough to disrupt the balance of forces in the world. As a result, the old treaties and agreements are no longer effective. Entreaties and requests do not help. Anything that does not suit the dominant state, the powers that be, is denounced as archaic, absolute, and useless. At the same time, everything it regards as useful is presented as an ultimate truth and force on others regardless of the cost, abusively and by any means available. Those who refuse to comply are subjected to strong arm tactics. Dude, this is, it's fucking wild because he's, he's literally explaining the, the libertarian anarchist view of like world governments. Like yeah. this is why we think the way that we do. And it's because it's true. This is what they do to other countries to try to bring them under the wing of whatever bullshit that they want whatever they want from them whether they want your oil or your military to cease to exist or whatever it is is what what we've done uh that's what's funny about like uh you know like rt russian tv or whatever russian television like it is state funded and i'm sure they put out some propaganda for russia or whatever but they Mm -hmm. also hire like really good American foreign policy experts that are anti-American imperialism. Yeah. And they do that for a reason. It's, yeah. it's not, it's not to say that everyone on RT is factually correct, but I know there's a few reporters that I follow that are on RT and I, and I know, I think there's one, I think that Will Porter guy works for RT and he also works for Scott Horton's Libertarian Institute. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he works for RT anymore, but I, I know he oh, okay. at least did a column for them for a while. Um, he goes on to say, what I am saying now does not con- does not concerns only Russia and Russia is not the only country that is worried about this. That's true. This has to do with the entire system of international relations and sometimes even U.S. allies. The collapse of the Soviet Union led to redivision of the world. 
and the norms of international law that developed by that time. And the most important of them, the fundamental norms that were adopted following World War II and, a largely, formal, and largely formalized its outcome came in the way of those who declared themselves the winners of the Cold War. Of course, practice and practice international relations and the rules regulating them had to take into account that the changes that took place in the world and in balance of forces. However, this should have been done professionally, smoothly, patiently, and with due regard and respect for the interest of all states and one's own responsibility. Instead, we saw a state of euphoria created by the feeling of absolute superiority, a kind of modern absolutism cu coupled with a low culture, cultural standards and arrogance of those who formulated and pushed those decisions that suited only themselves. The situation took a different turn. There are many examples of this. First, a bloody military operation was waged against Belgrade without the UN Security Council's sanction, but with combat aircraft and missiles used in the heart of Europe. The bombing of, a peaceful, of peaceful cities and vital infrastructure went on for several weeks. So like when they, when they do this shit, when he says shit like this, and it makes what they're doing in you know certain aspects, it's like, all right, well, this is hypocritical. And I think he's, his kind of point is to be hypocritical at this instance, He's called out, he'll call out the Western nations a couple more times later on and call them hypocrites for doing the same thing that he's about to do in the coming weeks after this. Um, and I just think that's interesting. Sorry. Um, I have to recall these facts because some Western colleagues prefer to forget them. And when we mentioned the event, they prefer to avoid speaking about international law, instead emphasizing the circumstances which they interpret as they think necessary. Then came the turn of Iraq, Libya, and Syria. The illegal use of military power against Libya and the distortion of all UN Security Council decisions on Libya ruined the state, created a huge seat of international terrorism, and pushed the country towards a humanitarian catastrophe into a vortex of a civil war, which has continued there for years. The tragedy, which has created for hundreds of thousands and even millions of people, not only in Libya, but in the whole region, has led to a large-scale exodus from the Middle East and North Africa to Europe, which is fucking true. That's all yes. fucking true. All the shit. That's that something that you Middle would East. see on antiwar.com. Yeah. Yeah. Like that right there. I think it's it's, it's just wild because... You don't see any other world le leaders saying shit like that. Yeah, because they're not. Because <laughs> they're, they're a part of it. Yeah, they're a part of it. Uh, a similar fate was also prepared for Syria. The combat operations conducted by the Western coalition in that country without the Syrian government's approval or UN Security Council's sanction can only be defined as aggression and intervention. But the example that stands apart from the above events is, of course, the invasion of Iraq without any legal grounds. God damn it. Hidden with facts right here. They used the pretext of allegedly reliable information available in the United States about the presence of weapons of mass destruct destruction in Iraq. To prove that allegation, the U.S. Secretary of State held up a vial with white power, 
white. I feel like that's supposed to say white powder, but it's kind of so. funny that it says white power. <laughs> Especially because it was Colin Powell that, yeah. that gave that speech. <laughs> white power! Says, this isn't me being retarded and not knowing what words mean. It, it literally says white power. It's the official Russian website for the president. Oh my God. I, we should email them and be like, hey, we just <laughs> want to let you know that uh, it says white powder here and I'm pretty sure it should be white powder. Um, shit, where's my place? White power, powder, <laughs> publicly for the whole world to see, assuring the international community that it was a chemical warfare agent created in Iraq. It later turned out that all of that was fake and a sham and that Iraq did not have any chemical weapons. Incredible and shocking, but true. We witnessed lies made at the highest state level and voiced from the high UN rostrum. As a result, we see a tremendous loss in human life, damage, destruction, and colossal upsurge of terrorism. Hang on, I lost my place. Overall, it appears that nearly everywhere in many regions of the world where the United States brought its law and order, this created bloody, non-healing wounds and the curse of international terrorism and extremism. I have only mentioned the most glaring, but far from only examples of disregard for international law. That that right there, that paragraph is pretty fucking wild because it, it states exactly what we've talked about for a while, that the United States brought its law and order that creates bloody, non-healing wounds and the curse of international terrorism and extremism. Everything that we do in the name of law and order of the United States and in civil liberties and blah, 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 blah. In other countries, we just leave decimated and um, fucked up beyond belief for lack of a better articulate term. Um, that, that's what we do. We just fuck them up and then create more terrorism on top of that and more extremism and more divisiveness in the countries that we leave it that way. Yeah. It's fucking wild. And yeah, and when back when he was talking about that for Syria, I mean, Obama, that's where Obama yeah. was arming Al Qaeda loving terrorists in Al, in Syria to go against Al uh, Assad. And that's when Russia stepped in and basically saved the Assad government from being taken over by yeah. literal terrorists. So, like, in a sense, that like that's what he did. He, he saved Syria becoming Libya. All right. Uh, this array includes promises not to expand NATO eastward, eastwards, even by an inch to reiterate they have deceived us or to put it simply, they played us. Sure. One often hears that politics is a dirty business. It could be, but it shouldn't be as dirty as it is now. Not to such an extent. This type of con artist behavior is contrary not only to the principles of the international relations, but also and above all to the generally accepted norms of morality and ethics. Where is the justice and truth here? Just lies and hypocrisy all around. What a savage. God, it's so savage, dude. It really is. Like, there's no yeah. other word for it. Incidentally, U.S. politicians, political scientists, and journalists write and say that a veritable empire of lies, quotation marks. That's Ron Paul, baby. <laughs> I know. It's so fucking great, dude. It's, I love, all right, so like, maybe this is where 
like libertarians will lose fucking everybody, you know, like to be honest, because reading this, it's saying everything that we've been saying. Like he could have taken this from multiple libertarian writers and just compiled it into one paragraph that he's going, that he just talks about here. And I wouldn't even know it because it sounds the same. It sounds yeah. exactly the same. Um, and say that uh, I love that it's in quotations too, implying that somebody else had said it before him. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Em- Empire of lies has been created inside the United States in recent years. It is hard to disagree with this. It is really so, but one should not be modest about it. The United States is still a great country and a system forming power. All its satellites not only humbly and obediently say yes to and parrot it at the slightest pretext, but also imitate its behavior and enthusiastically accept the rules it is offering them. Therefore, one can say with good reason and confidence that the whole so-called Western bloc formed by the United States in its own image and likeness is in its entirety the very same empire of lies dude that so he says that and when you when you listen to it you know when you look back and you see you can type in great speeches in world history and there's there's not very many like recorded for like recorded history um uh with sound you know what i mean but there's a few that are recorded with sound and um one that'll come up is uh there's a couple of Hitlers that come up. There's a couple of Barack Obamas that come up. Um, let's see. Uh, there's there's a couple, like those are the two that popped in my head right away. Or, like there's uh, a, a Dr. Martin Luther King has come up, obviously. He yeah, comes like up. very good speeches made like in history. Phenomenally, uh, like phenomenal speeches in history. And if you go and watch this with the... Uh, captions so you can understand because all of us are fucking retarded and we're not going to speak no Russian. Um, if you go and watch this with captions, it's a phenomenal speech. First off, it just generally speaking, it's a, a phenomenal speech. Yeah, not the guy, not what he's doing. The speech, speech, the speech is, is amazing. Well, no, 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 wait, no, wait. Phenomenal speech. First off, just the way he speaks, the tone he uses, the matter of fact of the way he goes the like aura that he holds and then the facts and receipts that he comes with inside the speech are just you're just like damn like if you can sit there and look at some if you can sit there and listen to this honestly if even if you're not like super like i'm not super pro putin but if you're not super anti-american i don't really think i'm anti-american either but if you're just you know, kind of hanging on the fence. Go and listen to this speech. Go and look up some of the shit that he's talking about. And then you will see what, like, it's just, he hits the nail on the fucking head. He's airing out all the dirty laundry. Yes, all the dirty really laundry. Is. All the foreign policy shit that the United States does, he's airing it all out right now. Just fuck any nails it on the head. As for our country, after the 
disintegration of the USSR, even the entire unprecedented openness of the new modern Russia, its readiness to work honestly with the United States and other Western partners, and its practically unlateral disarmament, they immediately tried to put the final squeeze on us, finish us off, and utterly destroy us. This is how it, it was in the 1990s and the early 2000s, when the so-called collective West was actively supporting separatism and gangs of mercenaries in southern Russia. What victims, what losses we had to sustain, and what trials we had to go through at the time before we broke the back of international terrorism in the Caucasus. We remember this, and we will never forget. Now he's talking about shit that I don't really know about, but I'm sure that the United States was backing fucking terrorists in, in <laughs> Russia. Like I, they, there's, it's not even that there's, I need evidence of it. There's just precedent of this happening. It I just doesn't fucking it. surprise me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I, I honestly do believe they were doing shady shit like that. It makes sense. Especially yeah, to the Soviet absolutely. Union. Especially yeah. to the Soviet Union. Yeah. And if, if not just the United States, just NATO in general at that point in time. Um, properly speaking, the attempts to use us in their own interests never ceased until quite, quite recently. They sought to destroy our traditional values and force us on their false values that would erode us, our people from within, the attitudes they have been aggressively imposing on their countries, attitudes that are directly leading to degradation and degeneration because they are contrary to human nature. That's a shot at the gays if I ever heard one. <laughs> this is not going to happen. No one has ever succeeded in doing this, nor will they succeed in now. Despite all of that, in December 2021, we made yet another attempt to reach agreement with the United States and its allies on their principles of European security and NATO's non-expansion. Our efforts were in vain. The United States has not changed its position. It does not believe it necessarily it's necessary to agree with Russia on a matter that is critical for us. The United States is pursuing its own objectives while neglecting our interests. Of course, this situation begs a question. What next? What are we to expect? If history is any guide, we know that in 1940 and early 1941, the Soviet Union went to great lengths to prevent war or at least delay its outbreak. To this end, the USSR sought not to provoke the potential aggressor until the very end by reframing or postponing the most urgent and obvious preparations it had to make to defend itself from an imminent attack. When it finally acted, it was too late. As a result, the country was not prepared to counter the invasion by Nazi Germany, which attacked our motherland on June 22, 1941, without declaring war. The country stopped the enemy and went on to defeat it, but this came at a tremendous cost. The attempt to appease the aggressor ahead of the Great Patriotic War proved to be a mistake which came at a high cost for our people. In the first months after the hostilities broke out, we lost vast territory of strategic importance as well as millions of lives. We will not make this mistake again the second time. We have no right to do so. That part's interesting. Um, I love how it's called the Great Patriotic War. I know. I was gonna say something about that. I was like, "That's, uh, that's I, do you think that's a do you think that's a ploy to uh, to the uh, conservatives of the United States? 
or at least Western countries? Uh, or do you think just all countries just refer to some of these, especially like World War II, as like uh, a great sense of patriotism well, for the country? The first war, World War, is called the Great War. Um, yeah. Um, but maybe because but do you like think Russia calls it the Great War. Well, I just don't think Russia wants to name at the time or to name their shit the same as the West. So they want to name it whatever the fuck they want. I understand that. But like we like the the whole thing of patriot, like patriotism and things like that. That's like a I think they wanted symbolism. Yeah, I think they just wanted maybe maybe that was better for their PR at the time. It was like, hey, you're a fucking patriot for our country if you fight and help us fight in this war. Yeah, I'm not they sure. fucking slaughtered hundreds of thousands of their own people for yeah, uh, yeah. not wanting to and, be a part of it. But and, and the communists, yeah, the communist mentality is like, or the the their structure was like, you know, they the worker, you're the you're for this country, all this shit. Um, if you if you anything you do for us in war is patriotic, you're helping the motherland. Yeah, I love that it's called the motherland. Do you think that's because? You get to rape and pillage its resources without disregard. I don't know. Probably. That's what the Vikings did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Let's see. We're we're like halfway through this. All right. Those who aspire to global dominance have publicly designated Russia as their enemy. They did so with impunity. Make no mistake. They had no reason to act this way. It is true that they have considerable financial, scientific, technological, and military capabilities. That's a crazy thing to say in the middle of this for me. You know what I mean? To admit that some of these other countries are considering that it's Russia who doesn't back down from any of these things uh, to say that they are uh, advanced in financial, scientific, technological, and military capabilities is pretty wild. Well, I think it's a good ploy to the underdog. Well, I think you'll know why he says that when you get a couple more paragraphs down, because he goes pretty hard on describing something they do have. (laughs) (laughs) We are aware of this and have an objective view of the economic threats we have been hearing, just as our ability to counter this brash and never-ending blackmail. Let me reiterate that we have no illusions in this regard and are extremely realistic in our assessments. As for military affairs, even after the dissolution of the USSR and losing a considerable part of its capabilities, today's Russia remains one of the most powerful nuclear states. Moreover, it has a certain advantage in several cutting-edge weapons. In this context, there should be no doubt for anyone that any potential aggressor will face defeat and ominous consequences should it directly attack our country. At the same time, technology, including in the defense sector, sector, is changing rapidly. One day there is one leader, and tomorrow another, but a military presence in territories bordering on Russia. If we permit it to go ahead, will will stay for decades to come or maybe forever, creating an ever-mounting and totally unacceptable threat for Russia. Even now, with NATO's eastward expansion, the situation for Russia has been becoming worse and more dangerous by the year. Moreover, these past days, NATO leadership has been blunt in its statement that they need to accelerate and step up efforts to bring the alliance's infrastructure closer to Russia's borders. 
In other words, they have been toughening their position. We cannot stand idle and passively observe these developments. This would be an absolutely irresponsible thing to do for us. Any further expansion of the North Atlantic Alliance's infrastructure or other or the ongoing efforts to gain military foothold of the Ukrainian territory are unacceptable for us. Of course, the question is not about NATO itself. It is it merely serves as a tool of U.S. foreign policy. The problem is that in territories adjacent to Russia, which I have to note, which I have to note is our historical land, a hostile anti-Russia is taking shape, full controlled from the outside. It is doing everything to attract NATO armed forces and obtain cutting edge weapons. For the United States and its allies, it is a policy of containing Russia with obvious geopolitical dividends. For our country, it is a matter of life and death, a matter of our historical future as a nation. This is not an exaggeration. This is a fact. It is not only a very real threat to our interests, but to the very existence of our state and to its sovereignty. It is the red line which we have spoken about on numerous occasions. They have crossed it. We've talked about crossing lines for the last two years. I'm not saying, like a lot of this, so reading this out loud, a lot of it seems very um, state-oriented, not people-oriented, if that makes sense. Which I'm not saying that they aren't aligned. I don't know enough about Russian culture to say that they are very um, politically aligned with what's going on in Russia. I couldn't tell you that uh, for any factual source at all. But it seems very state-aligned to me rather than... Um, people aligned, which understandably so, I get it. Um, this is my only drawback from this. He's still a fucking world leader with centralized power. And this is also why I don't think Putin's a good person. But I mean, the things that he's throwing out are not wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's completely For right. A lack of a better world. word. And this from their perspective like this is what their perspective is it's not to say that the perspective from the is correct, state's perspective but yes from their perspective they are seeing another much bigger much more powerful state an alliance of states getting very closer to his doorstep and, and if he has anything to do for his people it's to protect them yeah and that means protecting their culture that means protecting their religion that means protecting their livelihoods in any yeah. way possible if i'm not saying that's what he's doing but i'm saying that's his justification at this point so far yes for the united states and its allies it is a policy of wait you already read that my bad yeah this, this brings, brings me yeah yeah this brings me the situation in donbass we can see that the forces that staged the coup in Ukraine in 2014 have seized that power and are keeping it with the help of ornamental election procedures and have abandoned the path of a peaceful conflict settlement. For eight years, for eight endless years, we have been doing everything possible to settle the situation by peaceful political means. Everything was in vain. As I said in my previous address, you cannot look without compassion at what is happening there. It became impossible to tolerate. We had to stop that atrocity, the genocide of millions of people who live there and who pin their hopes on Russia, on all of us. It is their aspirations 
the feelings and pain of these people that were the main motivating force behind our decision to recognize the independence of the Donbass People's Republic. I would like to additionally emphasize the following. Focused on their own goals, the leading NATO countries are supporting the far-right nationalists and neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Those who will never forgive the people of Crimea and Sevastopol for freely making a choice to reunite with Russia. They will undoubtedly try to bring war to Crimea, just as they have done in Donbass, to kill innocent people just as members of the punitive units of Ukrainian nationalists and Hitler's accomplices during did during the Great Patriotic War. They have also openly laid claim to several other Russian regions. If we look at the sequence of events and the incoming reports, the showdown between Russia and these forces cannot be avoided. It is only a matter of time. They are getting ready and waiting for the right moment. Moreover, they went as far as to aspire to acquire nuclear weapons. We will not let this happen. Savage. WDs in Ukraine? WDs? Uh, (laughs) WMDs? (laughs) WMDs in Ukraine? Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Let's see. Sorry. Okay. I have already said that Russia accepted the new geopolitical reality after the dissolution of the USSR. We have been treating all new post-Soviet states with respect and will continue to act this way. We react, respect, and will respect their sovereignty as proven by the assistance we provided in Kazakhstan when it faced tragic events and a challenge in terms of its statehood and integrity. However, Russia cannot feel safe, develop, and exist while facing a permanent threat from the territory of today's Ukraine. Let me remind you that in 2000 to 2005, we used our military to push back against terrorists in the Caucasus and stood up to the integrity of our state. We preserved Russia. In 2014, we supported the people of Crimea and what is that? Sevastopol. Sevastopol. In 2015, we used an armed forces to create a reliable shield that prevented terrorists from Syria from penetrating Russia. This was a matter of defending ourselves. We had no choice. The same is happening today. They did not leave us any option for defending Russia or and our people. Other than the, the one we are forced to use today. In these circumstances, we have to take bold and immediate action. The People's Republics of Donbass have Russia for help. In this context, in accordance with Article 51, Chapter 7 of the UN Charter, with permission of Russia's Federation Council and an execution of the treaties of friendship and mutual assistance with Donetsk People's Republic and the Lugansk People's Republic, ratified by the Federal Assembly on February 22nd, I made a decision to carry out special military operation. The people of this operation is to, or the purpose of this operation is to protect people who for eight years now have been facing humiliation and genocide perpetuated by the Kiev regime. To this end, we will seek to demilitarize and (laughs) denazify Ukraine. I didn't, I didn't realize it was, was going to say that. I had no idea. I was like, denazify and denazify Ukraine, as well as bring to trial those who perpetuated numerous bloody crimes against civilians, including against the citizens of the Russian Federation. 
It is not our plan to occupy the Ukrainian territory. We do not intend to impose anything on anyone by force. At the same time, we have been hearing an increasing number of statements coming from the West that there is no need anymore to abide by the documents setting forth the outcomes of World War II, as signed by the totalitarian Soviet regime. How can we respond to that? The outcomes of World War II and the sacrifices our people had to make to defeat Nazism are sacred. This does not contradict the high values of human rights and freedoms in the reality that the emerged that emerged over the past over the post-war decades. This does not mean that nations can enjoy the right to self-determination, which is enshrined in Article One of the UN Charter. Let me remind you that the people living in the territories which are part of today's Ukraine were not asked how they want to build their lives when the USR was created or after World War II. Freedom guides our policy, the freedom to choose independently our future and the future of our children. We believe that all the peoples living in today's Ukraine, anyone who want anyone Anyone who want to do this must be able to enjoy this right to make a free choice. In this context, I would like to address the citizens of Ukraine. In 2014, Russia was obligated to protect the people of Crimea and Sevastopol from those who you yourself call Nats. (laughs) Is that... Nationalists. Is, is that the N word? <laughs> <laughs> the N word in Ukraine is Nats. <laughs> the people of Crimea and Sevastopol made their choice in favor of being with the historical homeland, Russia, and we supported their choice. As I said, we could not act otherwise. The events have nothing to do with the desire to infringe on the interest of the Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. They are connected with the defending Russia from those who have taken Ukraine hostage and are trying to use it against our country and our people. I reiterate, we are acting to defend ourselves from the threat created for us and from a worse peril than what is happening now. I am asking you, however, how hard this may be to understand this and to work together with us so as to turn this tragic page as soon as possible and to move forward together without following anyone to interfere in our affairs and our relations, but developing them independently so as to create favorable conditions for overcoming all these problems and to strengthen us from within as a single whole despite the existence of state borders. I believe in this, in our common future. I would also like to address the military personnel of the Ukrainian armed forces. Comrade officers, your fathers, grandfathers, and great-grandfathers did not fight the Nazi occupiers and did not defend our common motherland to allow today's neo-Nazis to seize power in Ukraine. You swore the oath of allegiance to the Ukrainian people and not to the junta. The person, the people's adversary, which is plundering Ukraine and humiliating the Ukrainian people. I urge you to refuse to carry out their criminal orders. I urge you to immediately lay down arms and go home. I will explain what this means. And the military personnel of the Ukrainian army who do this will be able to freely leave the zone of hostilities and return to their families. I want to emphasize again that all responsibility for the possible bloodshed will lie fully and wholly with the ruling ruling Ukrainian regime. 
I would now like to say something very important for those who may be tempted to interfere in these developments from the outside. No matter who tries to stand in our way, or all the more so to create threats for our country and our people, they must know that Russia will respond immediately, and the consequences will be such as you have never seen in your entire history. <laughs> no matter how the events unfold, we are ready. All the necessary decisions in this regard have been taken. I hope that my words will be heard. Citizens of Russia, the culture and values experience culture and values, experience, and traditions of our ancestors invariably provided a powerful underpinning for the well-being and the very existence of entire states and nations, their success and viability. Of course, this directly depends on the ability to quickly adapt to constant change, maintain social co cohesion, and re readiness to consolidate and summon all the available forces in order to move forward. We always need to be strong, but this strength can take a different form. The empire of lies, which I mentioned in the beginning of my speech, proceeds in its policy prim primarily from rough, direct force. This is when our saying on being all brawn and no brains applies. <laughs> That's pretty good. Savage. Uh, we all know that having justice and truth on our side is what makes us truly strong. If this is the case, it would be hard to disagree with the fact that is our strength and our readiness to fight that are the bedrock of independence and sovereignty and provide the necessary foundation for building a reliable future for your home, your family, and your motherland. Dear compatriots, I am certain that devoted soldiers and officers of Russia's armed forces will perform their duty with professionalism and courage. I have no doubt that the government institutions at all levels and specialists will work effectively to guarantee the stability of our economy, financial system, and social well-being. And the same applies to corporate executives and the entire business community. I hope that all parliamentary parties and civil society take a consolidated patriotic position. At the end of the day, the future of Russia is in the hands of its multi-ethnic people, as has always been the case in our history. This means that the decision that I made will be executed and will be achieved, and we will achieve the goals we have set and reliably guarantee the security of our motherland. I believe in your support and the invincible force rooted in the love for our fatherland. Fucking wild, dude. It's... It's wild. It's so like if go and watch it, it'll give you a different perspective of us just reading it. It is probably one of these speeches that would be looked on, looked back upon in history as like one of the great speeches by a world leader, because the way he says it, the way he emphasizes certain things, um, reading it along, it's just it's a, a great speech. And, you know, I can see why people in Russia, regardless of where you're at in Russia, will rouse to the, the occasion. They see the Western countries, whether that's Western Europe or the United States themselves, trying to impose their will on the people of Russia and the people surrounding Russia. And they're right. They're right. He's right. He's fucking right. Yeah. And it's not hard to see. 
Yeah. You know, his, you know, his, uh, you know, like him invading is, and like him, what he's doing to prevent NATO from expanding is probably not the best way possible, I would say. No. But at the same time, like it's literally a state and they're being pushed into a corner and they're like, yo, bro, like back the fuck off. And they, and like, honestly, like, if, if this was reversed, I mean, America would be bombing Canada, right? Like, like once yeah. Russia stepped foot in Canada, America would have started bombing them immediately. Yeah. I mean, immediately. And yeah. And now, or if we started arming Canada to start causing nonsense and start like bombing people that are close to our border that are more aligned with American values than they are with Canadian values, we would be at war. Like this would happen yeah. here too. So it's not like this, it's, it's not, it, maybe it's a little irrational, but it, or, but it is logical. Like he, what yeah. he's doing, he has a logical consensus. It makes sense from their perspective, why they're doing this. And you know, I think and it may has, be a little hypocritical. It may and, be a little hypocritical in a sense. And, and it was, but, I think he exaggerated. He said like millions were being genocide. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's a little bit lower than that. No, I think it's a little bit lower, just a little bit. <laughs> than millions but but there was like you know the ukraine was fighting quote-unquote terrorists in their country and they were shelling and sending their the azov battalion to the east to fight off these insurgents who didn't want to be part of ukraine anymore i you know it makes a lot more sense why western media hasn't picked up on the uh nazism in ukraine because the amount of times that he references it in this speech particularly uh why would they but that's going to that's a putin talking point luke yeah and and you know like i i agree that it probably is it's probably not as it's probably not as strong as he's saying i i I fully agree with that it's like does it matter is it true it doesn't matter right that's what matters is it exactly (laughs) yes exactly and you know one of the the largest people that we uh we armed during 2014, the United States armed during 2014, or is that group, is that group that he's specifically talking about? Whether it's as strong as it is today, as it was then, it matters in a sense, but to be honest, it's, it, it shouldn't matter. And, and this is also that he's talking about the hypocrisy of the Western states because we're so against Nazis and everybody's a fucking Nazi in, in the Western States. And, and the rev- he's like, yeah. it shouldn't matter. There there's legitimate Nazis that are in control of powerful systems of this country that they continue to arm. And you need to lay down your arms and stop allowing it to happen. Citizens of Ukraine. And that's what he's saying. And he's not even saying that he wants to take over Ukraine. He's not even saying that he wants to take over the parts of, and I'm obviously this is, I'm not going to say with hundred percent certainty that he's not going to carve out the part of Ukraine that he thinks should be part of Russia and should have always been a part of Russia. Um, but if he, if he literally was like, no, this part of Ukraine wants to be its own, uh state then we should grant them the right to be their own state not part of russia and not part of 
uh, Ukraine. What's the difference between the United States saying that again about like parts of Afghanistan or Iraq or, you know, anything else that we've done over the past fucking 20 plus years? There's no difference. And I think that he's pointing out the hypocrisy phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. That's why it's like, you know, it's very hypocritical. I think when Americans are like, wow, dude, he's a he's invading a sovereign nation. It's like, okay, okay, but you do realize what country you live in, right? Yeah. Like we did that. This is this is multiple times over. Yeah. In the last 20 years. And dude, in the the revolution in 2014, uh it, you know when it, ha- it happened during the winter so you yeah. <laughs> you know how they got people to stay outside during the protest the protests were like three months long trying they to get shut this- down power no what they did was the uh america helped fund concerts and had a bunch of events and food so they'd stay out was there, bono all there? Through the- i bet you bono was there <laughs> and I then bet you bono was there for like all three months dude to help get this revolution off the united states created three media companies in ukraine to do reporting on this revolution dude they fucking did everything they could to get this thing to happen and to make it seem as 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 organic as possible and i mean wild. the russians intercepted a phone call with Victoria Newman, who was basically like the, I forgot, like it's like the ambassador, uh, United States ambassador for the EU or something like that. Some okay. weird title, some foreign, but she worked for Jake Sullivan, who was uh, president or vice president Joe Biden's assistant secretary that he had. And that phone call that she has she, uh it was leaked like eight days before this re- like revolution took off in ukraine and she based and the reason it got popular on on the media is because she says fuck the eu in that um <laughs> phone call and they the media blew it up as like oh my god this professional state working lady said the f word this is bad and that's it but they don't go over why she says, fuck you, fuck the EU. And the reason she says, fuck the EU is because the EU was getting in the way. They were trying to, uh, Germany was trying to do negotiate and with, with Russia. And wow. the United States didn't want to do that. They wanted to go ahead and install this new guy. And that's when the phone call, she basically says, I'm just waiting for an attaboy, a, a good to go from Joe Biden. And we're doing this we're we're doing this coup like so it's uh victoria newland and jeffrey pyatt pyatt yeah i think he was the ambassador to ukraine yeah yeah that's fucking wild it's fucking wild i just i i thought it was important to read that shit um and let everybody know uh and it's it's fucking interesting man like no matter no matter this is the best like you want to talk about the best shows in the fucking world? Just look at the geopolitical stage. Yeah, currently it's, it's the best show. show in the fucking world. Uh, it's filled with so much drama, so much backstabbing, so much fucking everything, everything that you could ever want. It's worse than a soap opera. It's brutal, it's, and it's and it's worse than the than the the worst villains in the world. And some of those people are right here in the United States and. Some of those people are in Russia as well. Like, I'm not saying that they're not. Yeah. But it's just like, 
If you want to fucking know what's going on, if you want the most entertaining, like, uh, like people think some of the shit that happens in these shows are like, oh, that's crazy. That would never happen in the real world. It's all fictional. Like they get that shit based off of fucking history. Like this shit happens. Yeah. It's shit like there's how like House of Cards. Um, I've heard a lot of people that work in DC said that, you know, it's a little bit more uh what's dramatic? It, dramatic and sinister. Like there's like the sinister uh undertone. Yeah. But what's worse is they go around and act like there's nothing sinister is going on at all. Like they're just yeah. do this is what you just do. This is like yeah, this is part sinister. of the job. It's just there. It's just part of the job, baby. And I've but I've heard a lot of DC people have described House of Cards. It's pretty close. It's pretty close to how it goes. Yeah, just not. Oh, it's just not actually evil. It's just getting the deal done. And one last little tip that I just want to throw out there: the lobbying from Ukraine that went on in DC. They spent like uh, there's someone I forgot this guy's name, but he basically just reports on what lobbyists do in DC. That's what he does. He just follows the lobbyists. Follow the money, baby. And Ukraine has lobbied like a shit ton of money into the past couple months into DC, like before this even happened, just a shit ton of money to get all this weapons, all this stuff from all of our, they're buying off our politicians, just like Israel has done, just like Saudi Arabia has done. And they want their um, money too. They want their cut, baby. They want their cut. And it's just like, Dude, this is like when he says that Ukraine is a puppet state of the United States, he's not fucking lying. No, and he's he, not. Like, that is true. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wild. Well, that's your fucking current events for the goddamn week. I guess that was a couple weeks ago, but. Yeah, I just, I read it the other day at work when I had some free time and I was like, holy shit, dude, this is kind of amazing. <laughs> this is, I didn't realize he calls out the United States so much. <laughs> dude, he called him out. He called him out by name too. And that's, that's the shit that is like, you can't, you best come correct and you best come with receipts. And he did both. Yeah. I don't, he's not like, fucking wrong. Yeah. It's just like, the list of atrocities Russia has done and the list of atrocities that America has done. Well, you know, Russia's under 6 million and America <laughs> is way over 6 million. Like way. way it's way not a little over. less. It's way over that. <laughs> it's, it's not a little less. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, well, I don't, I don't got shit less or anything else my dog is fucking bothering me she wants to go out uh well that's the fucking shit show then we out it's been fun typo we out it's been fun dude we out